Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey everyone, it's Jody Katz, your host for Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. This episode features Erin Williams. She is the owner of Erin's Faces. And she also happens to live in the same town that I live in. We recorded this episode from her home, which is also her distribution center, her manufacturing lab, and fulfillment house. It's quite fun to record from her space. And I met Erin through our previous podcast guest, Amanda Thiessen. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Laura Gerchik. She is the general manager of Biologique Recher. I hope you enjoy all the episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Where Brains Meet Beauty. I am here with Erin Williams, founder of Erin's Faces. Yay! And um, this is a first um, for Where Brains Meet Beauty. We are actually in Erin's home in Maplewood, New Jersey, which also doubles as her fulfillment center, (laughs) which also doubles as your (laughs) warehouse and manufacturing plant and you name it. Yep. So um, this is super cool because we actually live in the same town. And I should say that it was Amanda Thiessen who introduced us. Yes, who we love. And um, who's also been a guest on our podcast. So check out her episode. So Amanda introduced us, connect us together, and I kind of feel strange that we haven't met before. I agree, because I feel like we have a lot of people in common and circles in common, so I'm glad that it happened. Yeah, this is cool. So um, this is a novel idea for the show, but we're actually at the table right now. We're going to fill and label. We're going to fill and label some stuff at the very official filling and labeling table, (laughs) otherwise known as my dining room table, (laughs) because we're very fancy over here. Um, What are we bottling and labeling? So today, I thought it would be, um, this is one of our more attainable um, items to fill. It's, this is a Minoy Tiari oil and I'm obsessed with it for summer. It smells so good. Um, it's made in Tahiti and they take coconut um, coconuts from the Tahitian beaches which sounds like a lovely place to hang out and they make the coconut oil and then they have um, Polynesian uh, flowers which are called Tiari flowers which are cousin of gardenias. They mash them up put them in the oil, give it like a seven to 10 day soak, and then pull out the flowers and throw in a little vitamin E for shelf stabilizer. And you have this, I mean, stick your head in there. It smells amazing. You can use it on your body, your hair. Um, If you're not breakout prone, you can use it on your face. It's baby safe. Like it's just so delicious. So that's what we're going to bottle. Cool. Well, I've been to Tahiti. Well, I been, have not. I've so been to the Tahitian islands. That's and amazing. this is what they smell yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I talked to the woman who we work with to get it over here, and I was like, can we set up, like, a tour of the lab? Like, I want to go see where it, And she was like, oh, yes. And all my staff is like, great. When are we going to Tahiti? <laughs> Sign me up. I'm coming with you. So, yeah, I'm, I love this product, and I love that we're supporting. Like, we do this with our argon oil, too. Like, I love supporting, like, small... These are small businesses in other countries, but, you know, like... It's fun to me to support that kind of 
an industry and get it over here because it's really hard to find over here too, right. where it's everywhere there, but here it's not. So right, and your owner and owner entrepreneur and entrepreneur are talking, mm-hmm. you know, to, to them and yeah. then to you. It's, it's really it's nice. really neat. So it's special. I'm I'm grateful. Well, this smells amazing. Thank okay, you. so we're gonna chit chat as we pour okay. and label. So why don't you give me the instructions of what we're doing and then we'll start okay. to chat. So we've got our bottles. So what you want to do. We'll move this. This will be for labeling. So we're lining our bottles up. You can hear them clink. And what you want to do is, yeah, <laughs> clink away. A little sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a soundscape. So for these, I'll show you how high I would like them to be. Um, and it's definitely going to drip down the pitcher. And so that's why this is here. So just kind of bear that in mind as you go. And we've got 16 ounces. So ideally, we should be able to get eight, ounce, uh, eight uh, bottles done. Um, and this is how high I would like the fill. I would recommend putting the pitcher into the bottle. Okay, Otherwise, so I'm painting a picture for those who can't see yeah. this teeny tiny bottle opening. And yeah. <laughs> um, this will require precision. So yeah. what's funny is you and I are going to bottle maybe eight in the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And it will probably <laughs> usually take like And we might get four done. Eight, right? <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. So um, tell me again um, what the product is called. This is the Manoy Tiare Oil. Okay, so you get the... The essential oil is it essential? They oil? do the whole thing there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we just oh, have you're bottling. It. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. We're just bottling okay. it, so cool. they make it all there. They do because they have the flowers. It's really just their coconut oil and their flowers, right? And that's it. So then they send it to us, and we just bottle it. Um, yeah, this isn't a super intricate one. We have like moisturizers and cleansers and all that stuff too, but um, this is this is easy to make and bottle. Yeah. Okay. This is cool. So <laughs> um, I'm wearing cute braids today, and I feel like I want to like have a little on my braids. I so feel like that. Nice. That is absolutely appropriate. Like you need to, and you should leave with one of these bottles too. I would love to. Like Thank I think you. that needs to happen. Okay. So as we're filling, um, let's start at the beginning. Um, how did you okay. end up in the world of beauty? How did I end up in the world of beauty? Um, I was a theater major. Um, in college, I went to Texas Christian University, and I moved here to do theater and Broadway stuff, and um, as a hope, you know. And I needed a job when I moved here. You're doing a good job. Is that good? Yeah, that's, that's good. So the top is that a top enough, or do I fill it a little more? No, that's good. Because okay. then once you put the dropper in, it's going to go up okay. a little bit. That was an excellent fill. Thank you. Pausing. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so. Uh, I got my first job was for the Urban Decay counter at Bloomingdale. Okay, so you moved to the city to pr- to do theater. To do theater, and yeah. did you get a theater gig right away? Heck no, man. Okay, um, so you needed a job. So this is oh, a little this higher. This is too high, so That's I should okay. pour some back. So yeah, you pour. It okay, back. it's easy. A little, a little more. Mm-hmm. So, and the one thing you want to watch is if we get oil on the bottle, it's impossible for the label to stick. Okay. So, can I wipe it away? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so, so you did not get that dream job on Broadway. No, I didn't land, and they went, <laughs> you're here, we've been waiting, I'm so happy, come and join our show. Um, I did get to do um, some shows and have a good time, and, you know, over the course of years um, passing, but then I also started, uh, I obviously started at makeup counters, and then I went to skincare counters. But why makeup counters? You could, you could have become a waitress, so, you could have had any job. Yeah, so I think I had done makeup for a wedding for photographer in Fort Worth when I was at TCU. That's good. Um, and so I was like, I think this is what I should, I don't know. It just kind of felt 
organic to me. I had more experience with that. I had no experience waitressing. The only other job I had had was being a camp counselor in the summer. So when you had this job in college of doing makeup for uh-huh. a photographer, you were just doing makeup as if you were doing it on yourself? Like that's all you knew or were you studying? I was not. Well, I mean, you study like stage makeup, uh-huh. and, oh. and, you know, right. so like I knew how to make you look old, which wasn't really helpful <laughs> or give you a beard, um, which also wasn't yeah. super helpful. Um, but, uh, that's good too. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, but no, I just basically did, um, a handful of brides my last semester of my senior year for this photographer. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have training. I just kind of judged them a little bit. And so when I got here, I got a schooled on, you don't actually know what you're doing here. Sit down. Little girl from Texas. Who told you that? Um, a number of people. <laughs> um, my manager at that counter. Um, but you're I, able to get the job at the counter without Because you have experience. to be able to sell well. Right, It's right. not so much, not to knock makeup counter people, but if you're just working at a count, like a normal counter, like makeup is important, but they just kind of want you to be able to sell well as that's their first bracket. And then ability I think is the second bracket, unless you're working for Mac and then you have to be able to prove yourself a bit more. Right. So, um, when it comes to selling, do you think you're good at it? Cause you're a performer. Like you just got I'm very comfortable talking to people. Mm -hmm. And I think people also pick up on the fact that I don't want, um, my human nature of myself is I want what's best for you. And so I'll be honest with you mm-hmm. and be like, this is actually going to be so good for you. Or if I'm like, this actually isn't it. Right. What you should actually get is from that line over there, but don't tell anybody that I told you that cause I'll lose my job. Um, but I would rather be honest with people than make a sale. Mm-hmm. And I think that resonated for people and they liked me and then they trusted me and then they would come back right. to me. So you're actually making the sale by underselling them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just felt more truthful. Because people come in and they don't know, and I don't want to take advantage of anybody, you know? So now we're going to put droppers in these. Jody has filled these bottles beautifully. You're hired. Face <laughs> beauty doesn't work out. You can come and work at my kitchen Fabulous. Table. That is good to know. And you just want to make them really, really, really tight because okay. the oils will move, you know, they get shipped. And so... Okay. I do have, like... Um, all these carpal tunnel-y things. You'll have to double-check oh, my no um, tightness because I actually don't have... Great, like, it's not possible. I don't have that great... That was a good one. I don't have great whatever it's called, like twisting strength. Twisting ability. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're actually doing a good job. Cool. Okay, so um, someone in New York or many people in New York schooled you on, you don't know what you're doing with makeup. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. You're not good at it. And this is... And especially with Urban Decay, like that back in the day, well, and still, they had so many colors. So I would come with like acid green and turquoise trying to fit into the counter group. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, let me teach you how to blend, Erin. Okay, so these are your fellow salespeople. Like people, yeah. But they were hardcore people. They right. were they were good makeup artists. I was not. So is so, this like in the beginning of Urban Decay? I mean, This was, was in it- 2000. I mean, October of 2000 is when I moved here. Right. And like, was Wendy very involved? Like, did you ever see her at the counter? She came, um, she would come to the counter, uh, more, I flipped over to the Macy's counter, um, in January. So three months later, and she came like a couple of times mm-hmm. and I, I met her a couple of times. Um, but, uh, I don't think she knew who I was, right. uh-huh. you know, um, but she knew who my boss was. So, um, but yeah, she was, she was nice. I've, 
cruelty-free was very novel at that point in mm-hmm. time. Like, I remember we had, like, a PETA thing and whatever, and but literally no one ever asked about it. Mm-hmm. No one ever came up and said, you guys are cruelty-free, right? Like, they just liked us for colors. Okay. And, um, and so I worked there, and then I went over to Bergdorf's and worked there for a while um, for different lines. And then I started doing editorial stuff, and a woman named Elisa Flowers, I worked, I assisted, I met her at... Um, a fashion week fashion show that a line I was working called Pout from the UK. They were sponsoring the makeup, so they brought some of us in to do, and then they brought some like real makeup artists to do stuff. And I started um, assisting her. She was one of the people who was a real makeup artist. And um, I started assisting her, and she really broke it down for me. She was like, here's what you're doing, here's what's not working, here's what I want you to do. Because I was an extension of her, so she needed me to do it all right, really, really right. And these were for higher profile clients, like we were doing, you know, magazine shoots and things like that. And she liked me, and she found me teachable, but I was not nailing it when I got to her. I thought I was doing fine, but I learned that I was not. Right. Why do you think she took the time? Because she could have just found another assistant very easily. I think it's not easy to find an assistant, someone that will show up on time, uh-huh someone that you can like give I remember the first time I went to go be her assistant on a gig I was so excited I was gonna do makeup we're doing it it's exciting and she handed me her like a check and her debit bank card and she needed me to go make a deposit at the bank and she needed sponges from Alcone like the makeup store in New York City and something else and I was like this is not fun. Like, I don't like okay. this. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I think an assistant is a very specific slot of someone who has very little ego and just wants what's right for the team and wants to just support, but can hop in if need be. Right. And there were times when I needed to hop in. And the first time I hopped in, she was like, she talked to me afterwards uh-huh. and she was like, here's what's not working. Here's what's working. Okay. So do you think that um, in your first time assisting her do you think it was like a test for her like oh, here, sure. here's the, these administrative things let's see if you can even like do that yeah are mm-hmm. you gonna steal my money right are you gonna like go buy lip gloss for yourself uh-huh. yeah I'm abs I'm, I never thought about it but of, sure of course um and then I think you know she would rather hire someone who wasn't as good at makeup but was dependable right um yeah in general she said that about someone else that she was, when I couldn't do something, I was like, I have other people. And she was like, but I don't know them. I want to feel really safe with this person. Right. So, yeah. So you, um, you ooze dependability. I mean, I would like to be a dependable person. I, I, in work, I think I'm dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So then she really gave you your, your education. She makeup. gave me a ton of education. And then I also, but I wasn't working for her all the time. So I wasn't making all the money I needed to right. make for all my bills. So I was still working at counters too. And I worked at the Mally counter and then I started working, um, fashion week with her and doing some QVC stuff with her and some today show show stuff. And she will sit you down and tell you exactly how she wants it done. She Mm -hmm. will spill all of her secrets, which is great. And so I feel like I had a really solid working knowledge at that point and was able to work fashion week um, shows and feel very confident Mm -hmm. and very capable. Um, But every artist has their own set of stuff that is really 
useful if they're willing to share it and some people aren't willing to share it but she had to share it because we were doing makeup on QVC as right. if she had done it right and you know with her aesthetic right and so um, she was very specific about what she wanted and how she wanted stuff to go so um, so she was in a good way I liked it I like it when people tell me what they want and what year is this around oh gosh um, what year is it now 2018 this was probably like 2010 to 2000 I'm guessing 2012 ish like okay I, so yeah. you've been really in the business for many years at this point Oh yeah. yeah, I'm much more. I'm much more capable at this point than I was when I walked in the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you consider yourself a full time makeup artist at that point. Yeah, I would still do shows. Like I was still auditioning full time, and I would leave and come back. And so I was a freelance makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And so what I would try and do was make myself invaluable, so that you would let me go do a show, uh -huh. and you would miss me and want me to come back, as opposed to, okay, you have to leave find you're gonna have to find a new job when you come back so I wanted to sell really well I wanted to like clean the counter make mm -hmm. samples write thank you notes like do all the things so you missed me when I was gone right okay so um you really haven't then devoted your heart and everything to beauty because you really are still pursuing correct performing so yes and when and I still like sing at church and like do things like that mm -hmm. um but I I think the shift I don't know like when the actual shift came, but I found that I was trying to get into the performance door, you know, it's knocking on the front door and then it's going around to the side and then around to the back and right. up in the chimney and in the window and nothing was like, like I would get a show here and there, but it wasn't like completion and I was going to classes and like really working and for whatever reason, it just wasn't unfolding that way. Whereas with Aaron's faces, when I kind of soft started it, like someone called me and said, Hey, we need a beauty expert for this TV show. Do you want to come be on wow. it? And I was like, okay, sure. I've never been on TV, but I'm very confident. I talk to myself in the shower all the time. I can come and talk on your TV show. Cause I'm very chatty. So, um, and I was very comfortable and I'm, I'm just really comfortable with this. And I don't know if it's because it's not what I wanted to be when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that like, Oh, I hope they like me. Da, 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 da. I'm like, this is it. This is what I do. If you like it, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. There's right. a lot of us in the world. So go find who you like. So let's talk about this. Um, you said you soft launch our in spaces. When was this and why was it soft? And why did you even think, why did you even consider starting your own brand? So there was a day, um, at, a. Um, fashion show um, and we had done all of these beautiful colorful winged eyeliners mm -hmm. for this fashion show and the lead makeup artist was very specific about it had everybody get checked these turquoise and hot like acid green um, colors and we spent so much time on these winged eyeliners and then all the models went out on the runway and they all had sunglasses on except for one <laughs> and I was like what is happening and this was, um, <laughs> and this is a very fancy makeup artist who like does pop stars and stuff. And I was like, if her vision can't be expressed, what am I doing? Like, this is not it. 
and uh, what do I really want to do with my life? Like I want to be of service and I wanted purpose. So I honestly went home and I prayed for purpose. I'm a churchy girl. I was like, Lord, I don't know what what we're going to do, but this is not it. And making 14 year olds look beautiful makes me feel very talented, but I like working (laughs) with normal people. So tell me what we're doing. And so the seed got planted for this line. I was teaching a class in Manhattan, um, for normal women, Mm -hmm. not, uh, some actors, but not models and not makeup artists. And, um, in that class, people would ask me, what's your favorite X, Y, and Z. And so eventually I started handing out a list of my favorite things in the class. And one of them was a brush for a line that I was a trainer for, and it was a $60 brush. And it was a foundation brush, a beautiful brush. And um, the women in my class said, you've lost your mind if you think I'm spending $60 on one brush. And I said, okay. So the seed got planted of let's find a brush that I actually like better Mm -hmm. than this brush that I can offer them for less money. And so I did that. And through that, I found other brushes that I could offer them for less money that I liked more than the brushes on the list. And so I was like, well, what if we other stuff too and um it kind of I think if like crunchy and there's some other like direct sales companies that are cleaner had been in existence I probably wouldn't have created a line I would have just kind of glommed onto that and been like here let's do this but those didn't exist and the ones that did I didn't like enough and I felt their price points were too high Mm -hmm. so um I slowly put together this line the focus was not clean beauty at the time um, because that wasn't my background. My background was performance. Like I needed stuff that was going to stay on for my red carpet clients and for my moms that have kids pawing at their face. Like everybody needs stuff to stay and everybody needs stuff to work. In the beginning, I was super mom and pop. I knew all of my clients personally. We didn't have investors. We didn't have people like launching us in Ulta across the you know country. I knew everybody and if my stuff didn't work for you, we were going to have brunch on Sunday and you were going to tell me about it. Right. You know, so I needed everything to do what it said it was going to do, wear really beautifully, etc. Later, when I, you know, different things happened, I had a family member get uh, melanoma, and so I flipped all of my sunscreens. They were chemical SPFs to uh, physical SPFs. I flipped all my lip glosses from petrochemical based to castor seed oil based. It's, it's slowly kind of cleaned up, and now our niche is as a cleaner, high-performance beauty brand, which is great. And there are still areas that I would like to get even cleaner, um, but it's a journey, mm-hmm. you know, and we're that's the story we're on. So do you think that um, your customer is, um, how do I say this, um, at ease with the fact that you say you're doing your best to make these as clean as you can and maybe they're not as clean as you want or hope, but you're not there yet? Well, I would say our skincare is pretty darn clean. Mm -hmm. Like on Think Dirty, we're zero to three on like everything um, for skincare and body care as well. Um, And we, you know, we had an eye gel in our line that was a one on Think Dirty and I wanted it cleaner and now it's a zero. So like, that's what I mean by like cleaning Mm -hmm. it up. 
The makeup, um, makeup is harder to make clean and be effective, meaning long wearing. Right. Um, and so I, that's why, um, I listed all of our line on EWG, which, uh, the skin deep database. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I wanted people that found us on think dirty that were like, Oh, everything's a zero, one or two, like her whole line must be that. Mm-hmm. And if you're that client, I want you to know that maybe this item is a five and just so you are entering into it educatedly. I really value transparency and, um, so was a question, do I? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, um, we, we've had several clients in the space of green and clean, not yeah. natural. Cause that doesn't like right. really mean anything anymore, but like specifically green and clean. And, um, you know, there's a, um, for the, that loyal customer, mm-hmm. they're voracious for yes. information, and they are keeping their eye on you. Very much so. And the challenge is, I um, I think there's two brackets of that client. I think there's the people that make their own, like food and grow their own tomatoes and they, you know, make bread out of like seeds and things like that Mm -hmm. in their kitchen. And, and then there's the people that are just trying to clean up and do better. Right. And I think, um, we fit on the, we're just trying to clean up and do better. We're great for them Mm -hmm. for the super duper clean. I would say about half to 60% of our line is a great fit for them. Mm -hmm. And then the other stuff, they know what is there and isn't right. You know? Right. So, um, yeah, that's why I just try and be as transparent as possible so that people can see what is working for them and what, what would work for them and maybe what wouldn't. Right. So, um, I appreciate that because I think I am the customer who, um, I just want to do a little bit better. Yeah. Like actually don't want to take the time to read all the things that that you might know. It's not, I don't have the bandwidth for it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people like me Mm -hmm. out there. That's what, yeah. And I think these people that are voracious, as you say, in pointing out what's wrong, are smaller group. They're just very loud. Yeah, very helpful. And I think we need them because they help keep everybody on point and they help keep people accountable. But, um, when you're someone like me, I just want to point and be like, do you see what we started with? Do you see where we are now? Like we're, we're trying, we're still making stuff in my kitchen, so I can't change everything at once, Mm -hmm. but every, like we just launched new lipsticks in the fall that are cleaner than our old lipsticks were. Our old lipsticks were actually decent. These are very clean. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I think you take it as you go and you do your best. And I, I felt a lot of pressure to have everything be vegan, everything be a zero and everything be spotless. And I was like... I I don't have investors like, and I don't know that I am looking for that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm happy being short, fat and happy at the moment and kind of you're happy being what short, fat and happy. What does that mean? Um, I remember I was, I used to be a beauty editor for beauty news NYC, which is an online thing. And I um, was talking with Renee Rouleau who has a skincare line out of Dallas. And I asked her because I loved her products and I still, I think she's a wonderful person. She has tons of education. And I asked, this was years ago, I said, how come you're not in stores across the country? And she was like, because we have a really, we have a ton of SKUs and they don't want to carry them all. And I want, if someone comes up to a Renee Rouleau counter, I want them to be able to get the Renee Rouleau experience, Mm -hmm. not five top sellers. She said, so I'm fine being short, fat, and happy here in Dallas, as opposed to 
I'm everywhere and you know, I'm not everything. I don't, it's not showing everything that I have. Right. So I took that phrase from Renee. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, we, um, I talk to a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and, yeah. they, and they get, I listen oppor- to them. I like your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And they get these opportunities, right? Maybe it's on Trains Sephora or Ulta or yeah. a department store or whatever. Um, and there's a huge risk. It's so scary. Like, especially if you're doing something like on consignment. Yeah. Or yeah, like that. I feel like for me, um, we can scale up because all of our stuff is from labs. So that's the good news. We fill it all here because I want it to be fresh and I want it to be a small batch situation. But if we got into an account that wanted a lot of pieces, we can fill those in a lab and fulfill it without us having to do it. Um, so that's, I like that part of my business um, because I have friends that are founders that make everything in their location. Right. And then there's, it's really hard to scale. Right. So we're not in that place. But um, I think it would be, just to be honest about it, like it would be something where I would have to get quiet about it and be like, is this the right decision for my company? Is this what's going to bless us and our clients the most? And is this God, is this what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And if, because I've really, with Aaron's faces, it's one area, this in my marriage, I feel like I have not willed it. Do you know what I mean? It is kind of, it's an unfoldment in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whereas with theater, I was like, let's get it done. What do you need from me? I'm army rolling through the dirt. And with this, I'm like, <laughs> like literally. And with this, I feel like I get information, I listen and I implement it. Like I just feel like, the, and not everything has gone off without a hitch. Right. I don't mean to imply that because it hasn't. Um, but I feel like I'm being led on a path. And if one of those opportunities, we've had big stores online contact us. And I just was like, this isn't the right fit for us because of what you need. And because of what I can give, we're not there yet. And I just don't know that we're the right fit. And it felt really weird to say no to these people because you go to the Indie Beauty Expo, you know, exhibiting and you're like, great, I want to meet X, Y, and Z. And then you meet X and then you talk to them and you're like, I'm so sorry. I thought this was what I wanted, but it's going to not be good. So I um, I love this idea of I'm willing things to happen. This, you know, what you were just saying, because um, with the podcast, I don't, yeah. I just like, I put it out in the world. Put I have no out. idea where it's going. And I really like, I don't have any, um, I don't have, yeah, I, or anxiety around it. I just yeah. do it. I'm having fun and what people think about it. I really don't think about, you yeah. know, but with the agency, which I started 11 years ago, so right. my mindset was different then. I am totally what you're saying. Like, I'm like elbows in the mud. Yep. Like crawling on my belly, like pushing forward and pushing these walls away and willing. And it's, um, frankly, not as much fun to live that way Mm -hmm. as the way I'm living with the pod, which I started a year ago when I had a much different mindset. And, um, I think that I'm able to have more joy in my life because I'm not trying to force my will mm-hmm. on everything that I do from a, a work perspective, right? The pod yeah. is at, like an outlet to show me that I don't I don't need to keep jamming up against a wall again and again and again. Yeah, well, and is there another... And it's interesting because, and I said this to you when we talked, like me listening to your podcast made me go, 
she's amazing. Like, how, how do we work with Jody? Do you know, I think it's just going to, and you're not trying to get clients, but I think it's just going to get you people because you're just being yourself and there's no agenda whatsoever. E even if there is. No, there, there is isn't. Not. The agenda you was know? actually um, my mental health. Like, I needed, it from, I needed it from a therapeutic perspective because I felt so alone in the business that I thought yeah. I should feel like I really, I felt like I should be... I felt like I shouldn't feel like an outsider anymore no. in this industry, but I always felt like an outsider. Okay. Um, so from a you know a therapeutic perspective, talking to people and really hearing their real stories, not the things they say when they're right. showing their products you right. know, on stage or right. whatever, whether it's talking about how fabulous everything is. Mm -hmm. I just needed to hear the real stories. I also feel like for me, I've learned if I, and this is cheesy, but I don't know if you've read the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I highly recommend it. It's a very good book. And Jen Waldman, a former teacher of mine, introduced me to this book. And um, in it, you find out like, what is your purpose? What is your why? And that leads you through every aspect of your life, relationships, business, whatever. And so my why is just blanket statement to love people. And so that has no agenda. It doesn't need anything back. It's not required requiring a response. It's just literally, how can I be loving? And I think that when that's your motive, um, whatever your truth is, that doesn't have to be, you know, but whatever your truth is, when you're leading with your truth, um, I think people feel that and it takes all of, like I go teach these green beauty workshops around the country, which is how I built my business. And, um, People walk in expecting it to be like an Avon or an Arbonne oh, or a Mary Kay kind of a thing. And they're like, okay. And they're braced. Right, they have their guard So up. like, mm -hmm. I, I'll buy a lip gloss. I want, I'll have some wine with my friends and then I'm leaving. And I am so... I've learned that it can't be about the numbers. It can't be about selling stuff. It has to be about sharing and educating and loving people. And then... Whoever, however that falls out, will work out. And whoever's supposed to come will come. And whoever's supposed to buy will buy. And that's not my job. My job is to show up, give you the information, love you, and then be like, here's the price list. If you need anything, let me know. And then people circle over at the end and go, okay, so I was just going to get a lip gloss, but now I know I need an eye cream, a sunscreen, and a serum. So, which, you know, this is what I think I need. Is that right? And I think when you take the pressure off of people in the beauty industry, we're so conditioned to have to buy something and that you you walk up to a counter you get your makeup done you know it's just like it's a it's a hard thing so I think when you kind of remove that and at the top of the hour say I'm not going to ask you what you want to get at the end I'm just going to let you eat cheese and crackers at the end you know you have to come to me to buy something then I think people go oh and it's because I'm trying to be loving and I'm trying to be, you know, that. I love that. Okay, so since we are in a working manufacturing and distribution facility, we should yes, label. Yes, we should label. Okay. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> I get distracted. I'm a chatty Kathy. Okay, so we have two, four, six, eight of these. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so Erin has these eight. really pretty colorful labels, and I'm hoping not to mess anything up. You're not going to mess anything up. Um, okay, so, so we have cute little glass bottles in our yep. labels. So you're going to write, we have the batch here. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. I get to write you on the You get to label. write on the labels. You're going to be a part of these labels that go out into the world. What batch so is this? So this is 1805. We do the year and the date. So now if you get our products, you know what the code is. Okay. Um, so really I little. 1805 on all of them. Uh-huh. Okay. And the 
focus of the label is not the batch code, so we want it as tiny. That's oh. fine. It's not a problem. Okay. I would actually start at the top because... Oh, right, then I'm going to smear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so start at the top. Okay, so I am using my skinny Sharpie. Skinny write Sharpie to write 1805 with this little tiny box. Pretty bad handwriting. No, you have good handwriting. It's fine. Oops. Oh, I love this. Okay, so then the customer knows when it was made. Well, it also helps us if, like, they're like, this one smells different, or this one, da 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 and we can be like, what batch was it? And then if it's a, we've never actually had this happen, but as it's there as a, you know, guard, if we need to pull a batch, we can talk to whoever has that batch. And then if someone has a question about it, we can send them a different batch. You know, that all kind of helps. Okay, so I'm, my mission is complete there. It's complete there. So okay. now you're going to take a label off of the paper. You're going to make sure this is tight. Mm -hmm. Put it down. We have a little... Um, it's like a silicone, yeah, little, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's like one of those things you pull hands yeah. out of the... Oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a hot pen. Yeah. yeah, like a thing. But it has little dots on it, I guess it's keeping the product yeah. steady. and they like this for this. I just do them in my lap, but this is probably better. So you're going to line, there's a line down the center of the label. Yeah. So you're going to use that, and then you're going to use this top part of the label, and you're going to eyeball it, because mm -hmm. we're very official over here. And you just don't, the, the bottle curves at the bottom, and at the top. So you, if you get it on too far up or too far down, it'll buckle. Uh -huh. No pressure. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get it like this. And then if you're new to it, what might be good is sticking it on something and going, does that look straight? Oh, cool. Yeah, is you're using the table as a level. Yeah. Almost. So you can just kind of stick it on there. And then if it looks good, you'll turn it this way and you'll do the breaststroke with your thumb. The breaststroke with my thumbs. Yep. Because okay. then you won't get any air pockets and then you'll get the edges down breaststroke 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 and then you kind of know so this was not perfecto because yes. it's not even but we look at it it looks okay yeah so when you go home tonight and look at your bathroom you look at all of your labels in a much different light because yeah. um especially and it's interesting because we hand label most of our stuff but occasionally our quantities are high enough that we can get them labeled in the lab by machine mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I always assumed that those would be perfect and mm -hmm. so much better because you know stuff like this where it's not perfect they're not right yeah and they have more air bubbles than we do so I'm okay. like okay we're okay well your fingers do hard work then yeah. okay so I'm going to try this I'm putting my hot pad right here okay. I'm taking my bottle I'm making sure that it's tight and yep. it is I'm going to peel off a label What's cute about your labels is, I mean, how um, vivid the colors are, and it's Thank so you. shiny. Yeah, I wanted waterproof labels because I feel like people put our stuff in the shower. And, you know, I want, I, it drives me nuts when labels, um, you want to check it? Oh. I didn't want to check it. I just wanted to. I just wanted to do it. <laughs> no, I don't. Thank you for that. All right, that. so I'm breaststroking breast breast with my fingers. Mm -hmm. I, I think it might be it's a little cockeyed. Oh, yeah. It's okay. We'll see. Um, okay, so these all these labels are So they're waterproof, waterproof yeah, because I just, especially with oils, too. Let's see. That's not bad. I did good. That's good. So you just want to make sure the edge is down. All yeah. right, I can see a little. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Good job. I like being hands-on. I do, too. Um, you want to do the rest? Well, I'll, I'll While keep going questions? for a little while. <laughs> so, okay, um, I know that you want to give love out into the universe. I do want to give love out into the universe. So does that mean you don't have a master plan for where the brand goes or evolves into? Uh, 
Kind of. Um, I, the only thing that, and I hesitate to even say this out loud on a national like level as global, your podcast. Global. Podcast global. global. It's a global level, but maybe it's and a if good you go thing. to Mars, it could, it could be there too. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, galactic level. Um, I... I don't know how this would work because we're not big enough yet. But I feel like a QVC, HSN, Evine Live, like some type of on-camera shopping experience would be great because I'm super comfortable talking on camera and I also am very nosy about what my clients get. I want you to get what's right for you (laughs) to the point that a girl I know today put an order in and I was glancing at the orders and it was for a linen foundation and that's our lightest color and she's like olive skin tone she's darker than you and I was like hey Jane um I was just checking to see if you meant to order that because it's not your color is this for your sister and she was like oh my gosh I didn't realize so like I want you to get the right thing um and so I like the idea of being able to communicate directly to the client and be like this is who this is right for Mm -hmm. this is who this isn't let's just take a moment because that was a good one I know I'm good at this you're good at I'm telling you times get hard I'm actually like kind of into uh, (laughs) when I was younger like college and stuff I'd have a lot of temp jobs oh yeah sure um, in between breaks and stuff during college and I was that powerhouse person if you like had that whole room to be filed like you were the girl I was the girl that's me yeah and I was like, if I had, let's say, seven days to get it done, I got it done in three. Oh, three. I would have done five. So good for you. Not realizing that it actually works against me to move faster, but I was a supremely awesome temp. Yeah. That's, I, I understand because I was a really good assistant. Yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Well, I think that, that hustle and that like specificity is what why you're a successful business person. I guess so. But when I was when I was driving over here, I was actually thinking to myself, I actually like don't. I, I'm not great at um, making things happen. I am in like a, I don't a big believe way. You. No. <laughs> like at all. The small things. Like I have to like oh, okay. get on the phone with the Girl Scouts because something's Fine. wrong in our account online okay. and I can't sign up to help at an event. And yeah. like I'll never do it. Okay. It, will, ne- it will never make it to, yeah. I mean, I have to do it. But I... But there's resistance around it? Yeah. I yeah. have a cloud around me that's preventing me from actually picking up the phone and calling the people who manage the website and just saying, can you please help me so I can sign up for this event? Yeah. Um, I'll do everything else. I'll make yeah. the bed. I'll, you know, clean yeah. up the garage before I make that phone call. Yeah. I think that's normal, though. I guess. I, I, yeah, I do. But I really need to resolve this, but I yeah. keep getting in my own way. <laughs> So anyway, um, but yes, I'm I, I'm really digging. You're good this at labels. Process. Yeah, that's what we're finding in this moment. <laughs> well, okay, so um, let's say we have completed half the batch. So four bottles are ready for sale. Yeah, um, we learned so much from you. Yay! Thank you so much, Erin, for Thank sharing. Thank you so much. Nice to talk to you. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please keep posted about um, our podcast. You can go to Instagram where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Yes. See ya. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.